Welcome to the Business Big Bang Theory, a podcast from the Business Centre where we talk about all things small business. My name is Steve Waite, Business Connect Advisor and CEO of the Business Centre. Business Connect is a dedicated program funded by the New South Wales Government and delivered through a network of independent service providers to help you start and grow your small business. We'll be unpacking JobKeeper 2.0 and pulling it apart with our guest, John Garris. John has 16 years experience in providing expert taxation and accounting advice in small business and is the managing director of the Garris Group and we, we thank John for being with us here today. John's going to guide us through the implications of the recent economic statement by the Federal Treasurer on the 23rd of July and what it means for small businesses, how to unpack and interpret it as a, at a practical level for all of us just wanting to understand it and know what it can do or indeed I guess what we can't do mm. in, in regard to JobKeeper. So as our economy reopens and taking into account the ongoing unpredictable nature of the virus, we know that the JobKeeper payment will be tapered in December and March quarters and in this webcast we intend to provide advice and information and interpretation from a taxation and an accounts perspective. John will try to help us know how to adjust to the new environment and to provide insights about how we can make a transition from recovering a business and to make it sure it's clear what the business is eligible for and what it can continue to receive. We'll also, with John's help, take a deeper dive into the interpretation of this two-tiered payment approach that will be introduced from the 28th of September and how payments prior to this are accounted for uh, with incomes of employees before the onset of COVID-19. But first of all, John, first question always in these webcasts is how are you going in your business at, you know, as we progress through the, the virus? Yeah, we're, we're going okay. I think um, it's been a hectic uh, few months, that's mm. for sure. Um, you know, at the, probably at the start of the of the pandemic with the shutdowns, we're somewhat fortunate in that we can transition yeah. to, you know, um, to, to employees being at home and yeah. working from home and so forth. Yeah. Most of our applications are cloud-based and um, I think the, the key, and I, I touched on this actually last time I yeah. was on, has really just been about yeah. communicating um, yeah. as best we can and as quickly as we can yeah. um, with as many people as we can. Yeah. I think that's been um, the key thing, but we're starting to, uh, which has been nice, um, have people come back into the office yeah. now, not only employees, but yeah. um, thankfully Some business owners as well, ones. which has been great to, um, yeah, to see those people again and, and just sort of, there's always, um, you know, Zoom, Zoom's a great tool and yeah. it's been something that we've been able to, to really utilise and connect with those businesses, but there's nothing like sort of yeah. that personal touch as well. So, that's, so how are you doing nice. that? Are you, are you giving your clients the opportunity to, to make that decision or, in, or indeed Absolutely. You, you, have to, but you have to provide that ongoing, it's just part of yeah. business now? Yeah, well, and like with, I suppose, a lot of accounting firms, we're also in tax time now as well. So yeah. we've just really been giving um, at the moment whilst um, making sure that we're complying with mm -hmm. um, all the latest New South Wales health advice, just giving clients at the moment that option of whether or not they'd like to do something over the phone via yeah. Zoom if, they're, if they've got the technology, technology capability yeah. or, or to come in if they um, are comfortable with doing that. Mm. Okay, well, let's dig in to our, our first question and... and I'd like us in this next sort of five minutes or so, if you could, from your expert perspective, give a sense of what are the main changes between, you know, JobKeeper 1.0, JobKeeper 2.0. What, yeah. what are the, what's the, you know, the, the grit of, of what's changed? Yeah, well, I suppose, well, I guess first point, it's been, um, I think, welcome that there hasn't been any changes as such to JobKeeper right. 1. Um, I think that was something that maybe there was, there was some commentary around some possible um, changes mm -hmm. um, before the current um, stimulus was due to end at the end of September, as you pointed out before. Yep. 
Um, I think what the what the review did focus on, there was a bit of a disparity mm-hmm. um, with the, the the top up rate to fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Some um, you know businesses were really struggling to to sort of top up mm-hmm. um, employees that may have only been um, you know usually working a, a, a minimal amount of hours. Yeah. And there um, and the, I think the data. Uh, review pointed out, uh, particularly young people, I think, yes. were getting a nice little pay increase, yeah. and um, yeah. and so that was something that they needed to focus on. And, and I suppose that's that's key there, the, the two-tiered so, so, system. So your clients, what sort of things were they calling you and contacting you about in regard to that, and how were you helping them? Yeah, well, I suppose it's the one in all-in um, aspect right. was was probably the first thing. Like yeah. who, who's included? It's a principle, isn't it? Of yeah. The, of the scheme. Yeah. The long-term casual yeah. um, aspect, I think, was was a little bit difficult to uh, and confusing for the business owners to work out who is a long-term casual and who isn't. Yeah. Um, what what um, extra amount am I supposed to be paying them? Um, when am I supposed to be paying them? Yeah. And the superannuation, um, you yes. know, how, how that sort of factors into to the whole conversation as well. Yeah. So they're probably some of the things, and they're focused on that, and mm. I think that was important. Mm. The other the other aspect, of course, is is just how um, the businesses will be tested, and there will be a yes. retest, which I'm sure we'll talk about yes. soon. And yeah. um, and that focuses on actual performance yeah. rather than trying to project yes. what might happen. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the purpose of that is to make sure that the stimulus remains targeted yeah. to those businesses. So can we just spend a little yeah. time defining that? Because you and I mm. had a conversation about that earlier. So mm. the the first uh, uh, round, if you like, yeah. you, you you were you were not needing to, um, to, to, to determine your income as a business in the same way that they're yeah. now defining for post uh, to September 27. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, you had this situation. Well, first of all, it was a bit of guesswork, I suppose, yeah. in thinking, oh, I think that, you know, I'm going to um, have a, a reduction in trade of 30% or more for most um, small businesses that, that we're dealing with. And how were they... And yeah. that was essentially... Uh, a declaration. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. A monthly declaration yeah. that they're sort of providing, and they could cherry pick as well. It didn't have to be just the quarter yeah. um, that they felt they were going to uh, have a decline in turnover, yeah. a requisite decline in turnover. But also they could they could pick a certain month yeah. and the method as well. They could use you know either a cash basis method, an accruals method, or even the the often under utilised supply method um, of GST to determine whether or not. Okay. But yeah. yeah. But, that, that will change. So yeah. what, 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 will that, what will small business owners now have to do? Yeah, at the moment, um, the, the advice is that they'll basically be able to use their, their BAS, mm-hmm. um, so whatever method they're using currently mm-hmm. to lodge their BAS, and they will need to pass both the April to June quarter as well as the July to September quarter yeah. in order to be able to satisfy the conditions for yeah. the business itself yeah. to qualify for the, for the extended JobKeeper 2.0. So, so rather than this project, it's, it's an actual... It's an actual, that's right, right actual okay. test. So businesses that are currently on JobKeeper will go through a retest okay. um, to make sure that they are still eligible right. uh, moving forward. Yeah. Okay, well, that might be a good time for us to move on to our next question and, mm. and start to, to go a little bit further with some of these. So, so what do you think that businesses need to put in place now for JobKeeper as we move closer to the changes and then you know, what will they yeah. then need to do after? So what sort of type of things are you helping people with? Well, I think, I think first of all, it's understanding, okay, well, um, when, we, when we measure, not only whether or not the business is actually eligible, yeah. but also defining well, what period of the ATO looking at in terms of the hours worked on average for employees. It's not what they're doing right now. It's back the four weeks prior to the 1st of March that the ATO is interested in. Right. So um, having an understanding within their own payroll records of what, what actually transpired back in February, for yeah. starters, yeah. and also trying to measure 
um, you know, their own business activity. Because, as you know, we're obviously just at the end of July now, so that it may be unclear in this July to September period whether or not they're going to still qualify. Yeah. Some businesses have shown um, signs of improvement. Yeah. Others, you know, are in industries where it's still quite difficult. So. Yeah. Um, We've got a lot of business owners that at the moment are obviously finishing their, uh, their April to June bass yeah. work, so they'll, they'll be coming in, we'll, we'll naturally be looking at that, but also just trying to navigate through some of those issues with them now yeah. um, so that they can prepare, not, not wait until the end of September and then have to, yeah. um, I suppose, have a bit of a, a, a panic and, and yeah. a rush uh, to work out what they do with their employees. Would this be a timely opportunity for us to talk about some of those, you know, those definitional languages or you know phrases that have come into play in this landscape when we were talking about you know a business participant or you know activity and yeah. you know, someone's engaged in and you know I, I didn't work in the business but yeah. now I'm working in the business as an owner yeah so the the, the term um, actively engaged is going to mm. be an interesting one in that it's it's never really been tested before mm. the way that it's been described within the announcements are mm. that to be actively engaged in the business um, 20 hours or more means that you'll be eligible for the top tier payment. Yeah. Um, if it's less than 20 hours, then uh, actively engaged in the business, you'll be on, on tier two, the lower rate. Mm. Um, and, and that's, so if we're looking at, for example, sole traders, and sole yes. traders are probably yeah. one of the, the main ones, they're, they're likely to be actively yes. engaged yes. On, on a full-time basis. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. they should be fine. But it's perhaps some of those that um, operate out of a trust yeah. or, or a different structure where they've nominated um, either a beneficiary or, or so on to be yes. actively engaged, and and just just how the the ATO wants to um, police, I suppose the because as you yeah. say, there's no precedent for this. No. So that for that to be tested, it, it, it's likely what to be. Can, you could project that it might be something that could be audited in, in, in some way at some Absolutely. point, maybe on a random basis, yeah. like they do before, or an industry basis. Well, we've been doing it, and, and a lot of our colleagues have been similar. Um, they've been getting the clients to complete. Um, a month, like a, a stat deck, if you will, yeah. um, or okay. something similar, yeah. um, just to help sort of manage that compliance yeah. ongoing. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, I think that's important, um, a point that, you know, we are going through a period where the ATO is starting to audit mm. some of these activities. Mm. We're a little bit behind uh, New Zealand in, the, in that sense. Yeah. Um, but we can get an indication, at least from some of their data, that... Um, yeah. You know, the, some businesses just don't have mm. um, a lot of great record keeping, no. so it's probably a good opportunity to make sure that you're, so, you're you, on top you, of it. You've, this is something that you, you, that's, uh, that, that's been evident from your perspective, yeah. that, that people are, I guess, housekeeping and, 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 yeah. and correcting their, 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 you know, their yeah, ledger just, and their That's their right. Yeah. yeah, it's maybe some... And we understand that um, there's a lot of different time pressures associated with mm. running mm. a small business, but um, I, it's been an opportune time for them to really get on top of particularly payroll yeah. um, things and, and micro businesses in particular yeah. um, have probably been the ones that really need to make sure um, yeah. that they're that they are complying because they might not be registered for GST and if they're not registered for GST of course then you know that that brings yeah. an, another conversation into the picture well how do we yeah. how do we um, transmit that that information to the ATO yeah. accurately to yes. make sure that we, we continue to get the support that we need. So tell yeah. me John you mentioned earlier when we we're talking that that you have made representation to, to the ATO uh, for you know exceptions, uh, yeah. And and is is if, if for people listening in, they should go to their accountant and they, yeah. they should get a representation where it, it's unclear or there's an exceptional set of circumstances because it's it's still not 
totally yes. defined? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's hard enough to, um, I suppose, uh, deal with these matters. But if you're, if you're not sort of familiar, I guess, with some of the jargon yeah. and, and just generally how the, sort of the ACO operates, yeah. I think it kind of makes a lot of sense to, to just have that conversation with their accountant to try and, and help them out. And yeah. Create your own big bang and see your business idea come to life. Our online course, Start Your Own Business, helps you learn the basics in marketing, compliance, modelling and small business finances. As a bonus for our podcast listeners, you can use the code BIGBANG to access the Start Your Own Business course online for free at businesscentre.com.au. So when they talk about rulings, you know, what, what, is, what does that mean when you, you know, where they start to make different rulings once they introduce a piece of, you know, policy or, you know, where, where you do get, is, so there is provision, they, they do have discretion. Absolutely, the treasurer has discretion on, on just about everything to do with JobKeeper. He has discretion yeah. to end it if he if he wanted to as well. Yeah. Um, and they've tried to be flexible and understanding, mm-hmm. so they're not out to, to yeah. just you know outright prevent people from getting it. If you're eligible, yeah. um, I think it's just working, jumping through those hoops, and just making sure that you've you've got all your ducks in a row. And um, yeah. and we've had situations, you know, where um, there's been just genuine reasons or circumstances. Mm-hmm where that information um, hasn't been readily available. Mm. And this is where the difference, I suppose, with the, you know, the, the basic test and the alternative tests come yeah. in. Yeah. They, we have been told there will be alternative tests for JobKeeper 2.0, for those that don't quite you know, fit within, yeah, yeah, yeah. within that, um, that um, basic test regime. But, yeah. um, and, and they'll be determined and, and released probably, I'd say, next month um, okay. when Parliament is due to, to sit again to... Um, yeah, just a rubber stamp, I suppose, yeah. this new legislation. So it's an important mm. uh, thing that people mm. remain in touch with their accountant as yeah. this progresses and, and, uh, and stay on top of it because it won't be here forever, but whilst it is here, we need yeah. to know how to operate within it. Exactly right. So you that, don't want to be yeah. running into problems later. Mm. So we, we sort of started to go that way, but some of the questions that we often get from small businesses is, well, what if I, you know, what if I made a mistake with mm. my calculations or my declarations to the ATO? What, what typically happens? You know, what yeah, would, well, I wouldn't be too concerned about, like, if there's a genuine, um, yeah. you know, attempt, and this is, this is part of the reason why I think they've changed the, the way the JobKeeper 2 will work. Yes. Um, I think the JobKeeper 1 was, was open to there being some problems because you are projecting what you think yes. will happen yes. rather than looking at actuals. Yeah. The, the advice has really been, look, if there's been a, a, a genuine error, just um, get in touch with, with the ATO or, or through your accountant, mm-hmm. just get in touch. Um, it's, it's unlikely, as I said, if there's a, a genuine mistake that's been made, there'll be any penalties or anything yeah. of that nature. Yeah. It could mean that you may have to pay the, the JobKeeper yes. back, yes. Um, but that, that's okay, that these things happen and, yeah. and they're, they're aware of that a lot of this legislation was really yeah. uh, pushed through quite quickly. Yeah. And to be fair, the ATO has, has done a, a pretty good job of, um, yeah. you know, making sure that, yeah. that a lot of businesses have got the stimulus they need in a relatively timely fashion. Yeah. Um, so so, yeah. so if, they, if someone does genuinely make an error, they mm. shouldn't, they shouldn't, shouldn't panic. panic. No. Uh, the, the, the tax office will, will allow negotiation in regard to repayment periods or, or adjustments. They've been very good with yeah. all those sorts of things, yeah. including payment plans as well. Yeah. There's been a lot of periods of, of grace and, and understanding, I suppose, of, of what's happening within the economy. Yeah. Okay. Next question is in regard to what are some strategies that you can talk to from your experiences that, that can help businesses that may now not be eligible for JobKeeper? Yeah. What, what are they going to have to do as we get close to that 27th of September? Well, I know we, we, we discussed this, this mm. sort of earlier on, but I think it's a really good opportunity now that we are at sort of both at the end of the June quarter and mm. indeed the end of the financial year to really get back to basics and have yep. a look at, at your cash flow yep. and sort of project forward. 
to use this opportunity that you have, not only with JobKeeper One, if you're on that, but of course we've still got um, cash flow boosts coming yes. in. Yes. The June quarter is actually um, a bit of a, an interesting one in that you've got some of the tranche one cash flow payments coming in as well as some of the tranche two. Yeah. So it can create a little bit of a false sense of security in some respects. Yeah. And I think it really is important to get back to, to basics, understand what your cash position is going to be yeah. at the very least um, when JobKeeper 1 ends yeah. on the 27th of September and, and then yeah. thereafter making sure that you've got enough um, cash and, and that you, you know, what strategies, have, I suppose, have you got yes. in place to ensure at least for the remainder of this financial year? So, you're so what types of things have you been doing to help people as, with some of your clients as they start to position for that? Because yeah. clearly we have, you know, some of the the, the, um, the the debt finance that was going to be available through the banks. A lot of that will start to or will, will mature and, and that, that, that interest holiday is gone and the repayment holiday is gone. What types of things are you starting to help people do as they prepare for that inevitable change, you know? Yeah, well, I think it's just really understanding. They're probably in three different categories, mm -hmm. I think, um, businesses. They're ones that are... That are um, you know, almost as the zombie business type ones where they haven't really been able to adapt quite yeah. well to everything that's been going on just depending on their industry. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of a different conversation mm -hmm. piece right there and, and it may even involve an exit strategy actually and, yeah. and just having those difficult conversations come back at times. To that. Yeah. yeah. Then there's those businesses that are, that are really, you know, doing quite well, that have pivoted mm -hmm. well, um, that have got some surplus cash um, and just whatever they've changed within their business structure. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about looking at well, what other opportunities are there for further investment to, mm -hmm. to capitalise a little bit more yeah. on, on the positivity yeah. of those changes. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just about, again, understanding what position that they're in yeah. um, as quickly as you can yeah. and then just making the, the, having that discussion and then yeah. probably going through, a, a, I think, a cash flow analysis is just critical. So, so they really need to get a sense of where they're at because it's almost like they, they kind of have a couple of options. Really, it's kind of protect their yeah. position or, 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 or pivot or, or make a change. Yeah, and that's really the other one as well, yeah, that if yeah. they've sort of been doing okay, yeah. um, but, you know, they might need to look at pivoting yeah. completely to something different, diversifying their, their product range. It really yeah. does depend a little bit on, mm. I suppose, what industry they're in and, and, and what it is they, their core business yeah. um, is currently targeting. Yeah. There's been, you know, some interesting examples, actually, yeah. um, with, I think, a lot of different businesses, mm. just about um, just how they've transitioned mm. um, a little bit during this crisis. Mm. Some have been um, fantastic and, mm. and have really thrived, yeah. um, which has been refreshing um, yeah. and great. But obviously, there's still many others that just still require support, and and yeah. um, and that's I suppose our role to make sure that they get the support that they need. Do you have a business idea, but you're not sure it'll work? We have small business toolboxes and expert business advisors to support and guide you through your startup process. Contact us via our website to find out how. Businesscentre.com.au. Joe asks, can I terminate an employee on JobKeeper 2.0? Maybe not right in your sweet spot, but have you had any experience of people in clients that you've had with that? Well, I mean, if, it's, if it's generally a case of, a, of an employee just moving on, yeah. that's, that's certainly the case. There's just a bit of a, 
um, of fiddling that you need to do depending on your payroll system just uh -huh. to make sure that if they are, yep. you know, within your, if you're on JobKeeper 1, for example, yep. and you need to, to get them off, there's just a little bit of a process with the, with the payroll yep. um, uh, software um, providers, yes. Zero and so on. Yep. Um, so that, that's certainly fine. It's not as though you, you, you can't no. ever, no. Um, if you just don't have the, the work on or you're not yeah. able to, to fund that, there are... So small business owners shouldn't feel beholden to it. They genuinely have to make a, a decision, yeah, yeah. which would be a difficult decision to make for any yeah. of us. If they do yeah. make it, it's then they're not stuck within a, yes. a, you know, a system. It's quite easy to exit yeah. from it once they make that decision. Yeah, if, I imagine that probably the follow-on from that is yeah. that they're currently on probably JobKeeper 1 and, and just may not be eligible for yeah. JobKeeper 2. Yeah. And those conversations yeah. um, and will need to be had sooner rather than later, I would have thought, just to make sure yeah. that... Um, that they've got everything that they need in place yeah. um, for, for their own business, yeah, for sure. Okay, another question here from Sarah. She asks, I have an employee returning from maternity leave in August. Can we claim JobKeeper from them? They want to leave in, on September the 19th. Leave on September. So they're coming back in August and they're leaving again in September, so just before the JobKeeper 1 concludes. Yeah, well... It would depend on what happened prior to that, whether or not they were an eligible employee anyway. Right, in March yeah. or February, yeah. February into March. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think we've had one or two situations like that um, where, of course, they, they weren't eligible for JobKeeper because they were still on maternity leave, but yeah. they were a long-term employee. Yes, they're still um, sitting on the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So yeah. they're still, because generally those sort of, um, the company is receiving the um, paid paid leave and then yes. sort of on paying yes. the employee anyway. Yes. yes. So that should be fine, but it does depend. They have to look at the specifics of, okay. of that employee and whether or not they're eligible in the first okay. place. So, yeah. so when when these things occur, again, it just reaffirms you need to go. You need to sort of step back a bit sometimes from, I guess, the the the, the emotional involvement and, and just get a professional advice. Yeah, about how that, HR. How, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, yeah. that's. I mean, HR has been um, a huge point of interest mm. for a lot of reasons. Mm. Um, people want to make sure they're getting it right yeah. um, and, and looking after their employees. Yeah. Um, but also the other side of the equation that if, if an employee does need to move on, yeah. just getting an understanding of, okay, well, what are the mechanics, I suppose, behind yeah. all of that? And so, I guess, yeah. as I understand it, you, if you then, uh, you've got your employees uh, on JobKeeper and, and you start putting staff on, well, they're, they're not in the JobKeeper game. That's right. If you're, if you're in that sort of position yeah. where business is picking up because of whatever yeah. um, you've pivoted to and you need to employ people, yeah, um, yeah they won't be on the JobKeeper sort yeah. of system. They're just, just paid yeah. employees. That's, that's per normal. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so going forward, um, and, and I know uh, you've got a, a very good background in this, but, but what types of... Um, of solutions or, or, or what types of um, processes and, or, or software or platforms or mm -hmm. strategies, practices should people put in place that we can bring together just to keep themselves working in the best way possible with JobKeeper as, as we, you know, as we trace forward into these, yeah. these quarters going into the next, you know, next year. So what, what type of things are you working with people on? Yeah, well, we've got a lot of, particularly again with the micro businesses that mm -hmm. maybe previously were either just keeping really basic records, whether they be spreadsheets yeah. and so on. Yeah. Um, so just suggesting that maybe they look at something a little bit more robust. Yeah. Um, there are some great solutions out there, cost-effective solutions yeah. um, with, for example, with Zero. Um, with QuickBooks as well, yeah. um, and some others too. It's it's probably as good a time as any to transition to so a cloud-based solution. So now's the time solution. to stop working out of the shoebox. Yes, probably come Please. into the into the age of technology and digital yeah. bookkeeping. I think yeah. so, definitely. Well, 100%. If they've got 
um, any form of employees. They yeah. just need to do that anyway for single touch payroll. Yeah. Um, there are solutions out there where they can just look at a platform to, to handle the payroll side of things. Mm -hmm. And if they're, they're not quite comfortable to transition the whole, the rest of the business across to that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it's it's probably a good opportunity to transition everything across. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll just make managing, I suppose, the, the actual turnover tests and so mm. forth mm. so much easier yeah. and, and if there is for whatever reason a review by the ATO well you've got that inf it's quite clear um, yeah. where that information is and how you've calculated so, it. Yeah. You know for, for those people that, that, that haven't necessarily been using some of these platforms typically what would they be up for a month that sort of cost to, to be able to have that sort of you know um, you know, digitisation of their of their of their transactions. Mm. I, guess, I guess of their balance sheet. You know, and their, their ledger. How, how, what, it what? can be as cheap as twenty to twenty five dollars a month okay. with with zero. Mm -hmm. It might even be slightly cheaper with QuickBooks. I'm not one hundred percent sure on their pricing structure, but yeah. I, that's sort of the, the 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 minimum sort of range. Yeah. Um. And and that sort of goes up depending on the number of employees they've got. Yeah. Um. And whether or not they want. So the full invoicing features and other yeah. things and, like and that. No yeah. doubt, these these vendors mm. are very much across JobKeeper and the nuances oh, yeah. of it, so that they will they will translate any of the transactions so that they're ready for presentation yeah. in this light. Well, Zero, all, all the all the major platforms and, mm. and Zero included um, have introduced particular JobKeeper tools. Right. So um, to test eligibility yeah. straight away, so you just go straight into it yeah. and it will extract the information wow. that you need. Just okay. just takes that. Okay. That I suppose compliance burden yeah. Yeah. Um, off the So table. during disruption, uh, no better opportunity not only for JobKeeper yeah. to, to 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 get yourself um, better set up, get a better sense of your business and, and the levers that, that are in there that you can pull and the and the transactions. Yeah, it just helps you plan yeah. as well, yeah. and I think that's that's sort of a, a crucial element at the mm. moment. Mm. Even if you if you don't feel as though your business is going to be. Um, eligible for JobKeeper 2.0, well, that's even more of a reason to actually yeah, plan. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, we've got a couple more questions. Jed asked, will the payments for JobKeeper 2.0 still be paid in arrears when I have to pay my employees in advance? Yeah, correct, Jed. Uh, that, um, that nothing's really changing in that sense. It'll uh -huh. still be monthly in arrears. Yeah. Um, that's the information that we've received. Very, they're trying to make sure that very little... I suppose changes with the with the mechanics of how the ATO yep. handle yep. these sorts of things, but yep. that that's absolutely correct yep. that it will still be. In okay, Leslie asks, how yeah. much will sole traders receive on JobKeeper 2.0? Yeah, we didn't, I suppose, talk about the rates. No. Um, yeah. yeah, so the, the rates will will drop if you're on the full rate, and, and sole traders invariably will be on the full rate. Yep. That drops to 1,200 gross yep. from um, October through yep. or the 20, from 1,500 down to yeah, 1,200. Yeah, correct. Yeah, from 1,500 yep. to 1,200. Yep. The tier two rate is 750. Uh -huh. And then from January to March in that third quarter, and you have to yeah. pass all three prior quarters, yeah. it'll drop down to a thousand dollars gross right. and six hundred and fifty gross for okay. two. Yeah. So, so for anyone in business, it's and and who will still be eligible for JobKeeper, it's not going to be too difficult to project mm. um, the you know the income from their business and the cost from their business factoring in JobKeeper 2.0, and they yeah. probably should do that given yeah. the world that we're now living in. They probably need yeah. to get a handle on yeah. that. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's it's crucial at the moment. I think to, to get a handle on on those sort of factors and and again managing your cash flow. Cash is king yeah. um, at the moment in this yeah. sort of environment. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, Alex asks, my pay cycles mm. do not correspond with JobKeeper fortnights. Yeah. Would I benefit in changing to this lineup? Yeah, that's a, this has been <laughs> an interesting one with, with JobKeeper one. Yeah. <laughs> How that works. Yeah, those that are either on, uh, well, weekly is not so much of a problem, but yeah. the, the, the fortnights that they might be on, and we've got many businesses like this where it just alternates with JobKeeper. Yeah. It's a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, at first and, and monthly yeah. as well. Um, look, you don't, you don't have to. The ATO is aware of it, and actually that was one of the areas that they are going to be addressing with yeah. some of the alternate um, rules. Yes. It's just further guidance on, on how that will work for those particular yeah. um, employers that do have differing sort of pay cycles. Yeah. It, I, if I could probably say that it won't, it won't uh, differ too much from how it currently is, uh-huh. it still works very much on when the payment date is. Right. So if, that, if that's um, some help. But again... Yeah. I haven't seen the ATA be too concerned about it if, it, if it's slightly off, as long as you've yeah. um, made a, you know, a genuine attempt, this yes. is how you've calculated it, yeah. and you're at least yeah. um, at that um, 1,500 yeah. uh, minimum at the moment, yeah. gross, then um, there hasn't been too many, too many problems with okay. that. But there will be further guidance on that. It reaffirms you need, you need systems. You need to be able to have evidence. You need to demonstrate yeah. how you've done it. It's all about evidence. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Sarah asks, my employees seem to react negatively when I asked them to fill out the forms for JobKeeper, what am I missing? Is this a common issue? Oh, yeah. No one <laughs> wants to fill out a form. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Even a, yeah. uh, you know, new businesses just getting them to fill out tax file number, yeah. declaration forms and so but on. But it is mandatory. It has uh, to be yeah. done. There's no yeah. two ways. Absolutely. And yeah. that's, that's probably one of the first things that the ATA will ask for, will show me yeah. all your employee declaration yeah. forms, yeah. Um, along with, of course, the business supplying all the other material yeah. that they need. Yeah. It's, it's a very good point. And, yeah, that's, that is common. If you're enjoying our podcast today, make sure you rate and review Business Big Bang Theory through iTunes and follow and share us on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn at The Business Centre. Are there there any other things that you'd like to share with us that you've you've learnt or that you've come across before we get towards our conclusion? Well, well, I think it's probably, it might be an opportune time just to talk again Mm -hmm. about JobKeeper 1. I think it's often forgotten because you can just pick um, a different month. And I know this was something we talked about before. The the March deadline that they were talking about, that really only only related to the first month if you wanted to get in from day one for JobKeeper. Okay. But you can jump into JobKeeper if, say, for example, in this month in July, if you feel as though your turnover has dropped, um, you you can jump in now and enrol. As long as you register at the beginning. Well, even if you haven't registered, you can, okay. yeah, you can still enroll yeah. um, as a business now. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and many businesses probably did at the beginning anyway. Yeah. They all sort of jumped in and enrolled. Whether they did anything further beyond that point yeah. is, um, is is separate. But um, you still might be eligible for something um, for July through to September in each of those months. Yes. Um, that's one of the one of the, the crucial things that they relaxed was that you yeah. didn't have to pass a whole quarter. Yeah. You could just pass a particular month. Okay. And um, if you if you meet all the tests, then you just got to test eligibility for your employees. So still eligible under the test rules for yeah. JobKeeper 1.0, you, st- you can still get in. Yeah. yeah. And again, talk yeah. to your accountant, yes. have that conversation, yeah. and yeah. Uh, work through it. Mm. So are there any other areas, John, that we you don't think we've covered? That was a good point you made on JobKeeper 1. People still eligible to get in. Uh, is mm. there any other areas that you know? Well, I think just reiterating that testing the, the number of hours worked, that 20 hours or more yeah. is for the four weeks prior to the prior to the 1st of March. So really right. looking at February. Yeah. And it's on average. So yeah. you're going to have some employees that just might be, you know, 15 hours one week, yeah. 30 hours the next. Yeah. So it is averaged out over those four weeks. Okay. Um, and just working through that process to yeah. just... Yeah, to just classify each of those. So, how, so I mean, we were talking earlier about how does the tax, uh, how does the ATO, um, how do they receive that information? 
so that, you know, yeah. like you, you were talking this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the single touch payroll um, yeah. doesn't. Um, that's true. That the the information on hours doesn't get transmitted. No, through, they just see the the end result. So, um, so the, therefore, it's beholden back on the employer. Very much on the employer. Yeah, yeah which comes back to okay. Well, making sure you've got those declarations signed, making sure that yeah. um, you have gone through the process yeah. to to really accurately work out yeah. what everybody's on, um, so that if there is for whatever reason. Mm a request for further information that you're able to provide it yeah. um, fairly, fairly quickly to them and not yeah. have a problem. Mm. Okay, Simone asks, where do you think the government is going uh, with a plan for the mm. COVID economic hit? It seems like it's all short-term planning mm. for an economic view. What do you think is going on? We were talking about that earlier as well. We were, mm. yeah. I, I do think that there's a, a strong argument that this, um, the slight recovery that we've had in the economy is probably... Um, artificially inflated a little bit by mm -hmm. all the economic stimulus mm -hmm. um, that's going on at the moment. And so there is likely to be, um, mm -hmm. a, I think, a correction at some point when some of those businesses start to, to come off JobKeeper and, yeah. and, you know, various other cash flow boosts stop. Yeah. Um, we've also got, um, you know, the, the repayment holiday, which you mentioned earlier, Steve, yeah. that will, uh, for most people, likely end at the end of September as well. Yeah. Th there'll be some... I know Anna Bly's has mentioned that mm. there'll be some real further relief in that space. Mm. I think it, it is true that that's how governments work sometimes, that yeah. it is fairly short-term yeah. planning. Um, I think they, they really wanted to make sure that they extend some of these things long enough that they can get a full federal budget mm. in place in October. Yeah. I imagine there's going to be a lot of information. Yeah. And I don't envy the Treasurer and, and that team working yeah. through all of that process. Yeah. Um, and hopefully there'll be some some longer term, I think, thinking about, okay, well, yeah. you know, it's all about um, making sure that we try and keep the unemployment rate down yeah. uh, for the moment. Yeah. But we, we do need some, I think, some, some more concrete planning for the yeah. future for yeah. how we're going to repay yeah. the deficit, but also, you know, um, what sort of, um, how are we, we going to fund that, I suppose, yeah. and, and what's in place yeah. infrastructure-wise and so on. So, I mean, forward. I guess uh, it... it and uh, information is becoming evident now as well of, of businesses and sectors uh, mm. that, that, have, that have done well or mm -hmm. okay. We, you know, there's, uh, Bernard Salt wrote a very nice little article yeah. the other day about you know, agriculture, um, you know, uh, health services, telehealth, um, you know, professional services, IT. Yeah. I guess small businesses that may have had a, a, a different uh, customer, that they need to make themselves aware of where they can sell their product to. If that, you know, if that no longer yeah. exists, they need to look at other sectors. They need to look at the upside part of the, of the of the economy, which is there to some extent. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, many businesses are going to just find it hard because the customer simply cannot appear. That's, that's you know? right. We're really still relying on, I suppose, just people generally to mm. to do the right thing, to to isolate, to not you know, travel interstate wherever possible mm. um, at the moment. And the sooner that I suppose that, that mm. happens, mm. the sooner that we're going to see um, some more positive signs of economic mm. recovery. Yeah. Can I, before we, we've got one more question, which I think we'll close on, but mm. I'd like to just come back to that, that turnaround or, you know, sometimes a difficult area for small businesses to face, but mm. important again to go to your accountant and get some help with this. But it, it may well be something that you needed to consider that, an exit or a pause or a hibernation, yeah. um, and and so you know a, a you know a liquidation or a bankruptcy, um, and although these are not easy things to talk about in business, um, they can be done quite well. And, yeah. they, and if if you considered in it and you you, you have a plan, yeah, well, I think probably one of the one of the things that um, is sometimes scary. There's also the distinction between liquidation and voluntary administration. Yes, they're often 
um, sort of almost thrown into the same basket, but they yeah. are quite different. Yeah. Um, voluntary administration is not the end. No. Um, sometimes that those difficult decisions need to be made, yeah. um, and there are many um, insolvency experts throughout throughout Newcastle that can assist businesses with yeah. that. But I think it's, it's a worthwhile conversation sometimes having with those, even though it is difficult yeah. for those businesses, just to consider what yeah. their exit strategy is while there's some relaxation, I suppose, particularly with the yeah. director yeah. Um, and yes. the personal liability, I suppose, that those yeah. directors have. I, I heard a, a comment shared with mm. me this morning that in regard to uh, you know, that end of a business, better, better major surgery than an autopsy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, that that's, can be sometimes people are looking for that exit strategy. Yeah. They just don't know yeah. what they don't know. And there's professionals that can help you yeah. make a really good exit, a graceful exit. I think that's yeah. an important point, yeah. Okay, we'll do this last question, then we'll wrap up, John, for mm -hmm. today. But Sean asks, do I need to tell my employees that I've registered for the JobKeeper payment? Do my employees have to work? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, there's an important point um, yeah. element to that is the, the, the one the in all in. Yeah, yeah, the declarations. Yeah. Um, it's not just a case of having an eligible business participant and yeah. then you have to offer the employees um, the opportunity, if they're eligible, yeah. to be included in, in JobKeeper. That has yeah. to be done right back at the beginning. Yeah. That's the most important bit there. Yeah. And do they have to work? Well, it depends on, on your interest. They might not be able to work. Yeah. Um, and, and many are in sort of a, still in a stand down. And that's mode. where we're starting to get into HR, IR practices. You need to speak Correct. to some other people there. Get yeah. some advice there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's many sort of HR, I suppose, yeah. hurdles to, to yeah. navigate yeah. and to jump over. Yeah. Um, but I think that's an important point for sure. Do you have a part-time business that you'd like to take full-time and beyond? Our experienced business advisors can support you in growing your area and making that big bang in business. Contact us at businesscentre.com.au. First of all, I'd very much like to thank John Garris, uh, Managing Director of the Garris Group. And if you want to contact John, um, please email us at the Business Centre and uh, we'll put you in touch with John. I'd also like to thank Business Connect, which, as I said at the start, is a dedicated program funded by the New South Wales Government and delivered through a network of independent service providers to help you start or grow your small business. If you want a business advisory session subsidised by the New South Wales Government under the Business Connect program, call 1300 134 359 or email connect at treasury.nsw.gov.au. Thank you for joining me. Thank you again, John. Thanks, and thanks so Say goodbye to everyone now. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Business Big Bang Theory podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please review and rate us through iTunes and follow and share on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn at the Business Centre.